Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. Welcome to the business community on Calon FM with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. And we're going to kick off the show with a topical discussion. And I don't think it gets much more topical than this because the news is breaking as we're talking about it. Wonga. Um, Wonga is looking in serious trouble. Uh, by the time the show's finished, it might be that they've already called in the administrators. But um, in early August, it emerged that the company had secured £10 million of funding from shareholders to save it from bankruptcy. And um, it now appears that that was not enough and the company is on the verge of calling in the administrators. Uh, It all went wrong for Wonga in 2014 when the FCA tightened the rules for payday lenders and capped the amount of interest that they could charge. And the introduction of new affordability checks at that time resulted in Wonga writing off £220 million of debt. The company was also required to pay compensation to customers for unfair debt collection practices, such as sending letters which purported to be from law firms, but which did not exist. So, although it's not good that 500 people are losing their jobs, there is, you know, sort of a sense that Wonga may have reaped what it's sown Mm -hmm. and that's um i got a quote from the general manager of the local credit union cambrian savings and loans and francis and she sort of reiterated that saying the collapse of any company and the potential loss of 500 jobs is never a cause for and never a cause for celebration but wonga based its business model on high interest rates penalty charges and some unfair debt collection practices And when the regulators clamped down, their business model was no longer as profitable. So what what have you found out about Wonga, Heather? Have you ever used Wonga? Are you a Wonga customer? I'm not a Wonga customer. Um, I can imagine that there are a lot of people listening who who have uh, because, you know, you just think about what we've been through in the last 10 years or so. There's been need very often for people who, you know, find themselves... um, in dire straits. I think there's a really interesting article on the BBC website today uh, which says that Wonga never considered itself to be a payday lender, preferring instead to describe itself as a maverick technology company that happened to sell loans. And they acknowledged that the technology that they use was actually groundbreaking at the time because it allowed those of us who go everywhere with our smartphone to literally borrow money from their phone you know so it so it was pioneering in that respect it's just that um you know it, it, it some of the other practices and perhaps when the company was under pressure so when its business model didn't quite work anymore perhaps some of those practices snuck in that yes. that made it yeah unpalatable Yes. I mean, uh, uh, a gentleman called Mick Mukatia, founder of the not-for-profit Financial Inclusion Centre, said that the demand, they had a million customers in 2013, um, came because they were they were flogging credit and they created demand for it yeah. because it, it but but what I'm not sure about in my mind is, do you remember the, the days when people used to have the, you know, the guy who'd come round lend you money and then you'd pay him they still exist yeah yeah and so this is the modern version of that i guess yeah but because of the technology it's it's on a much larger scale it's on a massive scale and and i think that their business model was that you literally should only borrow it borrow money for a very short amount of time literally to you know bankroll you over till tomorrow yeah not you know not even for a week two weeks 
Yes, and it does appear that some of the um, the biggest problems are loans that were granted before the FCA tightened up the rules. Mm. So some of the um, newer loans, which which meet the new uh, requirements of the FCA, um, aren't causing the problems, but they've stored up some problems over the mm. years. Mm. Um, in um, the information that I got from the credit union, uh, Cambrian Credit Union, they've done a little section on what does this mean for Wonga customers. So if you have a Wonga loan, the question is, do you still need to repay it? And the answer is yes. Um, you may have to pay the administrator. So if the administrators are brought in, you will ha- still have to pay and the administrator will be chasing the loan payments. Or indeed, if another company buys Wonga, you will still have to pay your loan repayments. And any other terms such as penalty for late payment will still apply. So do keep on paying any loan repayments you've got. If you made a claim against Wonga, what happens? So if you if you're one of those people that were missold a loan, then and you have a claim, then you may have to um, expect the worst. You won't be at the top of the list as the administrators are dishing out the money, and you may not actually get that compensation. So sadly, if you've got a claim. And if you haven't already claimed, sadly, it's too late now. Um, The Financial Ombudsman Service will not be accepting any more claims. So that's not great news. Now, I've mentioned the credit union and I I, I do need to mention it because it's a a great service. Uh, Sadly, they've been undergoing their own issues in um, North Wales recently. And I think the credit union... um, As a as a whole, the 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 society um, that once was there, where credit unions thrived, isn't quite the same anymore. And um, credit unions are customer-owned cooperatives set up to give members access to affordable loans at fair rates of interest and competitive savings plans. So, yeah, when you look at it, the APR of a credit union seems quite high. But it's fixed and you know what you're getting. Mm. It's very clear and they will only lend responsibly as well. They make a decision within a day. So you don't have to have saved three months in advance, but they do go through and make sure that you can afford the repayments. They're not going to break your legs if you don't make the payments. There are other ways that they can support you if you then get into trouble. But if you compare that to some of these other lenders, you, you mentioned one that came around to the door and then there's other ones that, you know, we'll sell you furniture and the interest rates are about a thousand percent. Actually, a credit unit is incredibly cheap in comparison to that. So if you've never considered it before, do consider approaching a credit union if you're needing some money to tide you over, even if it's only for a short period of time, rather than going to some of the really, really high cost lenders. And we all know who they are. There's the, you know, they're on the high street. They're, mm. they're fully mm. visible. Their interest rates and their practice for collecting payments, you know, they, they can be a bit sharp. So um, the credit union in uh, North Wales is Cambrian Credit Union. They've got a website. Go on there and take a look and you can do loan comparisons and you can speak to somebody they offer loans from £50 to £15,000 and the interest rates go from 4.9% to 42.6% APR. It's quite a broad range, but they are fixed. We, we, you know, that's how the credit union um, affords to, to keep itself going is from the interest. It doesn't make massive profits to pay out to shareholders, which is really important. It, it doesn't pay 
Um, it's directors, anything at all. The directors that run the credit unions do that voluntarily. So it's not the same sort yes. of beast yeah, yeah. as some of these yeah. high cost lenders. Yeah. Just one um, art, another interesting article in The Guardian. And I think that, you know, Wonga is where it is today. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks in terms of what their the outcome is. But um, there's an article written by a guy called James Ball in The Guardian. And he says, I won't cheer if Wonga fails. I was grateful it was there for me. And I think that there will be a number of yeah. people. Yes, OK, there are those who, you know, prior to the... Um, the intervention regarding, you know, what was um, fair and reasonable. Um, a lot of people for whom they they've may have used Wonga for a very short amount of time and it saved their bacon. Yeah. Um, so it, it plugged a gap at a time when there was a big gap that needed plugging for some people. Um, and I think we can't, you know, we can't totally forget that. Um, if I mean, if you, if you used Wonga... Um, briefly and you know and, and had a good experience then please do let us know you can add your comments to the website which is the business.community of course one very topical conversation is that we were off last week yeah we had a week off a whole week off to that ourselves felt very odd i had two weeks off actually because you, you did. were here on your own well not on your own you, you i had, had gareth guests, with me didn't you? yes yeah yeah so you were on holiday last week yes yes so i was in uh, the lovely um Bala last week oh. so with the caravan and the week before that I was in Keradigian in the caravan. Very nice. So Welsh and holidays. And the week before that I was in Devon. You just want, yeah, it's yeah. just, life's just away, one long holiday for you, isn't it? The, yeah. the cats are a bit cross with us. <laughs> yeah, I one, bet. One sat on my chest, one sat on my shoulder last night as if you're not going anywhere now. <laughs> Pinned you to the sofa. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're back and kids are soon back to school so it's back to business and I've we've got a few events for you um we're we're, we're sticking with the Welsh theme we're staying quite local uh, to the Calon FM studio for this week's events um one that's taking place tomorrow uh no it's not Yes, it is. Sorry. I forgot <laughs> forgot what day it was. See, I need to go on holiday. Um, this is a networking group that I've not come across before. Um, it's called the, the Celtic Business Network and they meet up at Pennybomb Farm Pub in Mould. They meet fortnightly. It's a business breakfast club. They run from about 7.30 till about half eight, nine o'clock. Uh, and it, yeah, it looks like quite a nice little format um there's a five minute presentation they do something called a melting pot where they share ideas um and and there's network networking opportunities if you want to find out more you can speak to emily um at celtic law limited uh, they're the organizers uh it's emily at celtic-law.co.uk uh, so yeah thought that looked quite good um then on the 19th of september so into next month, there's an employment law update taking place here at Glyndor University. It's from eight o'clock till 10 o'clock. It's in the 1887 restaurant and it's um, the speaker is Phil Brammel from Brammel Solicitors. They're talking about changes to employment law, which make sure that you stay on the right side of the law. 
And then finally, this is one that I, I think I have mentioned before, but I, I'm obviously very excited about it. Um, it's not until November, but it might be something that is worth um, finding out a bit more about if you are a social enterprise. Uh, it's the Social Enterprise Conference, again, here at Glyndor University in the Catherine Finch Conference Centre. Uh, and it has a number of guest speakers, uh, Lisa Marie Brown from Pinkspiration, uh, Jane Ryle from Unlimited. So if you are a social enterprise and you're looking for funding unlimited.org is a really useful and um, and valuable resource so that's friday the 16th of november 9:30 till 3 details of this and the events that trace is about to mention will be available on our website thebusiness.community so having mentioned gareth from business line we'll yeah. put a shout out for the networking group that is organized organised by Business Line. That's 316 Networking. And the next meeting is the 4th of September. That's next Tuesday between 5 and 6.45pm. And the venue is the Atrium Suite, which is on the third floor of Red Wither Tower on Wrexham Industrial Estate. On average, about 20 delegates per meeting. And you get the opportunity to network and to listen to a presentation. And this week's speaker is Owen Williams from NatWest. He's the business growth enabler from NatWest. And his presentation is on cybercrime and fraud and what to look out for to avoid being a victim of fraud. If you've not attended a meeting so far this year, then you can attend free of charge. And even if you join, it's a very small price to pay. Um, you can join, um, I think it's around £48, £50 a year, mm. and you can go to as many meetings as you want to. The format is quite simple. Welcome at five introductions. 510 to 5.20, presentation from 5.20 to 5.45 with informal networking for the rest of the time. Highly recommended that. If you want to book, then go to wrexham.gov.uk forward slash 360 attend and the link will be on our website. And another event that I saw that I like the look of myself, actually, so I'm, I'm trying to work out whether I can actually make time to go to this. This is next Wednesday between 1 and 4 p.m. and it's called SharePoint and GDPR which is essentially what I'm spending a lot of my time on <laughs> at the moment. Um, we're, we're just um, migrating all of our files into SharePoint and also making sure that we are GDPR compliant and apparently it's a match made in heaven so that's that's good to know. So if you're interested it's a free event and it's hosted by MWL Systems and there's a um, ticket booking website is Eventbrite so the link is also available on the business line pages on wrexham.gov.uk forward slash business hyphen events but you can go straight to Eventbrite or you can go to our website it's at the e-business centre which is Davy Way in Ply and that's on the 5th of September between 1 and 4pm do go and have a look and see if you're interested in attending any of those events all the details on our website, which is thebusiness.community. Our review section this week is something that I absolutely love. Once upon a time, you know, a long time ago, before motivational speakers were allowed on the, the turf of the UK and before we were all, you know, talking management speak, uh, this book and video emerged as something that I think was 
well, it was just one of the first videos that I saw about motivation and motivating your team. It's fish. Um, and I can see that that's of an age where the edges of the pages are all yellow. They, How long have you had that on your shelf? Quite a while. Quite a while. Yes. But it's still available from all good it's bookshops. It's still available from all good bookshops and you can get a sneaky peek on um, YouTube of, of the video. Essentially, if you haven't come across it before, it's the story of Pike's Place Fish Market in Seattle, uh, where, as you might imagine, working in a a fish market is a bit cold, a bit wet, unsociable hours, a bit smelly, not great. And they wanted to look at what they could do to transform their business, to build their business. And they came up with the fish concept, which essentially was starting to look at how they could become world class, how they could become a world class fish market, which, you know, doesn't sound like the, the greatest aspiration in the world but they've achieved it and they've achieved it through looking at what they do looking at the way that they do it and then agreeing on how they're going to conduct themselves while they do that and initially there was um, a video that that tells the story um, and you see a lot of um, the guys who actually work in in the in the market nowadays the fish market is as much a tourist attraction as it is a fish market because and the thing that i absolutely love is that one of the things that they do whilst living the values that they came up with is they hurl great big fish around the place um so if you're a lady from Missouri who wants to buy a bass well before you know it there'll be a a bass flying past your ears on the way to somebody else who catches it who catches it uh, and then fillets it or does whatever you want to it Uh, and so it's a spectacle in itself but they are having fun while they're working and the four uh, the four values that they came up with is the first one, choose your attitude. When you go to work, we all have this. You go to work, you're not really in the mood. You can choose to be in the mood. You can choose to have a good day. And if you're doing something, uh, you know, and you want to be there, then you're going to have a better day and everybody else is going to have a better day. Play, have fun while you work. I always say, take yourself seriously. Don't take what take, well, sorry, take what you do, <laughs> take yourself seriously. Take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously uh, and I always say it wrong um, and make their day you know think about the customers give the customer the experience and be present if you can't actually be there for one another and for the customer you might as well not be there at all and those four things they apply to any business I think I think so and as you're watching the, the video you can think yeah yeah that's great in a fish market you can make it all fun but in some of the videos I saw there were more serious situation you know hospitals yes you can't be throwing fish around and scalpels around no no but you can still apply all of those principles to working in a more serious environment it's big in schools as well they're promoting it heavily in schools and all of those things be there play make their day and choose your attitude absolutely applies no matter how serious you think your business is you can still apply apply all of those principles to it and the whole make their day thing it doesn't matter whether you're selling somebody you don't have to tell jokes no no selling you know whether you're selling somebody five bags five pound of potatoes you know and you're in a supermarket give the person eye contact ask them how they are you know and and listen to the answer yeah. You know, there's nothing worse that, you know, when you you go to a supermarket or you, you go into a shop and 
There's no, there's nothing coming across the counter. You, you're lucky if you get eye contact. That that makes a difference. That little interaction will make that person then leave and say, oh, they're really friendly in XYZ shop. And yeah. If you're on the phone, you know, have a, choose your attitude. Choose to sound cheerful on the phone. Choose to sound helpful on the phone. You know, just you are in control. Uh, and, and I just think that this... Uh, yeah, I, I, I trawl it out time and time and time again. Um, I've done work with, you know, at the NHS. Let's just think about these principles and see how they apply to our business. Uh, I, I think it's hugely valuable. The, the video itself is very expensive. Um, yeah, it's a training course they're selling. Really, yes, isn't it? it it's is. A, um, a company training course. No, I, I, on your recommendation, I hadn't read the book before, so I, I went to um, Amazon and I had a look and they do the little samples. Yeah. And um, I was able to read the foreword, which actually was by Ken Blanchard. And we profiled Ken Blanchard mm. in the second show. Yes. It was on the 11th yeah. of January. And I, I picked up quite a bit from the foreword, probably more than I did from the videos. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. To quote Ken Blanchard, he says, when we choose to love the work we do, we can catch our limit of happiness, meaning and fulfilment every day. And also, this one really struck a chord. Too many people are trading time on the job to satisfy needs elsewhere. Thank God it's Friday is still a way of life for many people. And those two things in the foreword really connected. Mm -hmm. What put me off was I went hunting for the videos because you know I love watching a good video so go on to YouTube and uh, how to choose your attitude that was a pretty good if short video and I have to say I I created a to-do list that I used in my business uh, over the years and as well as to do I also had a to feel list and I found that was a really important part of my planning for the day is I'm going to choose how I want to feel today yeah I watched a video on employee engagement and was a bit turned off by that because it was more of a, an advert for the training course than uh, information video and I think getting that balance right between giving information and, and doing the hard sell is a tricky thing to yes. do I accept that yeah. but I did go to their website and the fish website does enable you um, to do uh, to watch a preview of, of the video and you have to jump through a few hoops with signing up and everything but it did give um, a, a good overview of the fish market and you know that did make me smile and and they conveyed what they meant by be there play make their day and choose your attitude really well so it's worth looking but it wasn't as rich in video content as as perhaps I would have mm. liked mm. obviously they want you to buy the training course mm. and I think you know you raise a good point that you know it's not practical to be flinging fish through the air in every workplace but it's the equivalent you know what how can you do this in a way in a way that is appropriate to your working environment and your work situation? And I think that you can. Yeah, the the little paragraph that I pulled off the website sums it up. It says, "Fish is a parable, an invented story about finding the deep source of energy, creativity, and passion that exists inside each of us by learning to love what we do, mm-hmm. even if at the moment we may be, not be doing exactly what we love." So a lot of the times people say, oh, find your passion, do your passion, you'll never work. But sometimes you don't have that option. We were talking about you know, the the fact that people are having to go for payday loans. People might be having to work jobs that they don't particularly love. It's not their passion. It wouldn't be necessarily what they're doing. But by using some of these principles, 
you learn to love what you're doing mm. even if it's not quite what you would have chosen yes. to do in the first place yeah, yeah. so that i can wholeheartedly go for the, the book in itself is it a quick read heather yeah it's yeah it's, it's a slim book you can read that in an evening and and you can drink wine while you're reading it you know it's not mentally taxing but it has it, yeah it has some really good pointers in it yeah it, it's it's as you can see i've had it a long time um it's the book that i keep going back to if you want to change your attitude to work this is this you know this is the best book to read i think our business personality guru leader uh, this week, it nearly turned into a bit of a disaster because as Tracy's been on holiday, we were communicating with each other via messenger, um, agreeing what the content of the show would be. And Tracy sent me a suggestion that we we looked at a particular um, lady uh, called Jackie Gould. And I thought, oh, OK, that's interesting. Um, I'll look her up. And she indeed is the CEO of Assurance, which is a massive insurance company in the USA. But I found her a little dry in terms of content. She's a lovely lady. But I was thinking, well, I wonder what Tracy wanted to talk about with regard to this lady. So I fortunately messaged her and said, I'm struggling a bit. And it transpired that it wasn't actually Jackie Gould. It was Jacqueline Gold, who is... <laughs> okay, I'm putting you in where it shouldn't have been. Who, who is not, not as dry. Not as dry. <laughs> not, not quite as boring. 16th richest woman in Britain. Um, estimated personal fortune of over £500 million. And the... Um, the... The... The person, the success behind that high street chain of um, adult shops and summers. Yes, I was wondering how you're going to describe them. Yes. Adult, adult, shop. <laughs> adult shops. Sounds a little said seedy. in a very prim and proper yes. way. But and knicker box. And knicker box. And knicker yeah, box, yeah, yes. yeah. So it's all on a theme, really. Yeah. But in common with a, um, a few of the women that we've profiled, her father ran a business beforehand. Um, he was David Gold. I don't know anything about him at all. So Jackie Gold is is on my radar because mm. I actually, when I was at university, I was an Ansomers rep. Okay, just for a year. Okay, and, uh, and it was uh, it was at the early stages of Ansomers as well. So it was okay. really interesting. I'm not a natural saleswoman. I don't know why I chose to do that, but it was a good twelve months experience for me. It's not a job I would have put you doing, but there we go. Yeah. But you learned loads. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It's like a Tupperware, but with adult toys. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tupperware. Fantastic. And essentially, that's how she came up with the idea for the business. So um, when, when she was, she worked for her father. Um, she'd been doing administration and management work um, for Roald Dalton. Wasn't sure that's what she wanted to go into. So asked her father if she could do some work experience. And she worked for her father's four stores and at the time in in the early 70s uh, mid sorry mid to late 70s these stores were more of the adult shop than you know yes that yeah, down the seedier yes, end of yes, the market yes, yeah. not the Summers that we know today and she said it was it was very male oriented and she had the idea to, to make it like a tupperware party and that it was um strictly for women so this, uh, there, and there is and still is and was then a strict no men policy. 
and it was very much like a Tupperware party selling lingerie and toys to women in the privacy of their own home. So that that's where she then came into it and, and completely transformed the business into a multi-million pound business that then went from having four stores to, to being a massive um, organisation with seven, 8,000 female party organisers and stores as well. So I think they've taken a couple of hits recently with the um, with obviously some of the financial problems we've been mm. having anyway. Mm. But it's still a, a thriving business. And in 2000, they took over the company Knickerbox and that's a lingerie company. And now there's Knickerbox concessions in every Summers store. So, yeah, I, 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 I think I, I quite warmed to Jackie Gold. I'm sorry, Jackie Gould. I, I didn't know about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think she's very interesting, but um, but yes, I just couldn't quite understand. I couldn't quite understand why. I mean, um, Jackie Gold has had quite an interesting life, quite apart from uh, her her business career. Um, she's written a book where she's she's quite candid about uh, her childhood. Um, in 1995, she was awarded the Gucci Business Age 40 and Under Award. Um, for being a successful business person. Um, she had twins and lost lost one of her twins. Uh, she, um, she's been through the courts regarding um, advertising for female staff um, and, and, and whether that was permissible. But it all came good in 2015 when she was awarded a CBE for services to entrepreneurship, women in business and social enterprise. And she does on Twitter have um, a weekly feature for women in business. Uh, so I think she's, as she, as she says, it was a male dominated industry and very difficult as a woman to go into that arena and then be taken seriously and you know and she's done it i mean we've you know we've talked about karen brady you know she worked you know the sector that she worked in you know football very male dominated um became very successful and i don't imagine that jackie gold is is a, a shrinking violet but i think you know she's achieved great things uh, in in the time that she's been working with Anne Summers. Um, she's got her own website and she talks about you know what she's done and the children's trust and and sort of volunteer work that she does but did you find a quote from her that you liked Tracy? Um, it was in an, an article on the BBC website um, from 2015 an interview with Will Small I think he pronounced that I'm, I'm sorry Will if that's not correct pronunciation and she goes on to um, to talk about the fact that um, obviously her, her father gave her the opportunity to go and work in the business and um, the question she was asked is how does she respond to any suggestions that she's only successful because of because of her father giving her the job at Ann Summers and she says that amuses me when I'm asked that question I say that if it wasn't for my success at Ann Summers my father wouldn't have been able to buy two football clubs get in I, I like love that. that one yes yeah. I like that uh, I I've, I've got a quote she um, there's an article on this is money where somebody asks her what is the one piece of advice you would go back and tell your younger self crikey if I could only choose one piece of advice I have no idea what that would be because I've got a list as long as my arm but she says if I could do it all again in my early years I would have networked my socks off 
It's only in later life that you realise its importance. At the time, I thought I was too busy to network, but now I would tell people that every time you walk into a room for the first time, it could change your life because you never know who you might meet. And I think that, you know, that is so true. I've built my business on networking. Um, we met through networking. Yes, we did. So, um, so sound advice there. Okay, so we're just about at the end of the show. It's lovely to be back in the studio. Isn't it? Thank you very much. And uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with the business community on Callan FM. You've been listening to the business community with me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. Join us next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.